What is up, everyone? Welcome back to A Daily Dose of Reality. I'm Tyler. I'm Hunter. And we're back after a couple weeks, almost? Uh, one week. One week? Yeah, that's right. It was just one week. We were here the week before. One week. So we're back with a few news stories. We don't have a lot today. There's not been as much in the news, but we did want to cover a few things that we found. Yep. Uh, before we get into any of the real news stories, and I mean, this is a real news story, too. Uh, we yeah. did want to acknowledge the passing of Queen Elizabeth II from England. Uh, reigned for 70 years and 214 days, longest of any British monarch and the longest recorded of any female head of state in history. Yeah. Uh, it's the second longest verified reign of any monarch in history. Uh, she passed away this last week in Balmoral Castle, I believe it was, surrounded by her family. Uh, from all accounts, it was a peaceful passing. She apparently just... Passed away. Uh, from everything I've seen, it was cardiac arrest, but I that that's just speculation. I could yeah. be wrong. Uh, but we did just want to acknowledge the years that she served her country, starting in World War II, all the way up till this last week. Uh, and basically, also kind of want to wish luck to, I guess, King Charles. Now, yeah, you know, he's been training. Someone pointed something out the other day, and I wanted to acknowledge it. Uh, he has the most, he's the most prepared person in history to be made king and rule because he had 70 years under the tutelage of his mother while she ruled that country. Uh, this dude is the most prepared. Uh, but he's like 70 years old, ain't he? He is 74. So most people don't get to see the passing of a, a ruler of that standard the fact that she was yeah. that long and that like i mean if you say queen elizabeth people knew who you were talking about yeah and now we're probably going to see that at least we will see this twice in our lifetime yeah because king charles is i mean he's 74 maybe three times depending on who depending on him. depending on who takes on after him it could be possibly three because his sons are not young either anymore yeah but we just really wanted to acknowledge the fact that you know she ruled as long as she did. She did a lot for her country. She served her country every day. Like, this yeah. lady did not ever take a break, uh, but apparently was one of the funnier rulers. Like, she liked to joke around, liked to yeah. mess with people. Uh, had a love of corgis, which is yeah. awesome, because corgis are cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, we just wanted to go ahead and acknowledge her passing and the years that she devoted to her country. I mean, if you can't joke around, that role would be very... Very, very stale. Yeah, you gotta have fun. Yeah. So, King Charles, good luck. We hope you do well. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll go ahead and go on from there. So, our first news story we have today, y'all. Uh, this is a big one for me. I don't really know if Hunter's as interested in this. I like stage stuff. Okay, so Hunter does. You cool. gotta remember, I'm the dude that watched Glee, and I'm not afraid to admit that. There you go. Uh, so, I'm big on theater. Hunter's big on theater. Uh, this is a big deal. Uh, Broadway's longest-running show is Phantom of the Opera. It's been around for, I want to say, the last thing we saw was like 36 years. Yeah, 36 yeah. years. Uh, it <laughs> celebrates its 36th year uh, in Broadway on October 9th. Uh, it was announced the other day that Phantom of the <clears throat> Opera will play its final five months before closing its doors for good on February 18th, 2023. The final performance takes place on Saturday, February 18th, 2023. Uh, 
Prior to the Broadway show's conclusion, it will celebrate its 35th anniversary on January 26th with director Seth Sklar-Hein at the helm. Ticket sales slowed for Broadway shows during the pandemic. Phantom was no exception. It dropped from 255,000 weekly attendees to around 180,000, according to Broadway League. They make that seem like it's a bad thing, but anybody would wish to have that that type run. of attendance. Yeah, well, that kind of run. I mean, 36 yeah. years is a long time for a Broadway show. Well, I was talking about the attendance. I mean, they make it seem like, oh, it, it dropped, and anybody would love to have that type of Anyone would love to have that type of attendance, especially for Broadway. Yeah. Uh, they did say international productions of the show will continue. Uh, and the show's flagship London production celebrates its 36th year in October. And the recently premiered Melbourne version is likewise going to continue. Uh, and it's actually slated to debut in China in 2023 as well. Uh, they're doing a version of it in Mandarin. Nice. That actually would be kind of interesting. I, I love seeing theater done in different languages yeah. just to see how it translates so that might be interesting to see a video of I, of course i'm not going to be able to travel to china to watch family of the opera but you know it's still be neat question though was that originally an american so i don't believe so phantom of the opera has been around for a long time yeah. uh it, broadway just made it into a big show and it was one of their yeah. hit shows so, also a movie about it it's just okay. an it's just another thing that the pandemic ruined for us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're losing a Broadway show that I never got to see in person. We've lost restaurants, Broadway shows, uh some like just regular businesses. Yeah. Like, things have changed. Yeah. But that that's all we have on that one, y'all. It's it's sad to see it go, but that kind of stuff does happen. I mean, the yeah. fact it lasted 36 years is impressive. Yeah. Uh, then we have a really cool story to me. Uh, Hunter thought it was interesting when I mentioned it to him. That's why we're covering it. Uh, so India, the country, uh, apparently India has been... So cheetahs. I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this. Cheetahs have been extinct in India, not in the world, in India for about 70 to 75 years now. Uh, the other day, eight cheetahs uh, from Namibia made a long trek in a cargo flight to the northern Indian city of Gwalior, part of an ambitious and contested plan to reintroduce cheetahs to the South Asian country. Uh, they were moved to their new home, a sprawling national park in the heart of India, where scientists hope that the world's fastest land animal will be able to roam again. So the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi released the cats into their enclosure Saturday morning, and they emerged from their cave tentatively at first while cautiously scanning new surroundings. Uh, cheetahs were once widespread in India, and they became extinct in 1952 from hunting and loss of habitat. They remain the first and only predator to die out since India's independence in 1947. Nice. I mean, it's yeah. not nice, but it's... Well, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Uh, India hopes importing African cheetahs will aid efforts to conserve the country's threatened and largely neglected grasslands. There are less than 7,000 adult cheetahs left globally and they now inhabit less than 9% of their original range. Shrinking habitat due to the increasing human population and climate change is a huge threat, and India's grasslands and forests could offer appropriate homes for the big cat. 
says Laurie Marker of the Cheetah Conservation Fund, an advocacy and research group assisting in bringing the cats to India. Just don't eat nobody. Yeah, please don't. So basically, they're trying to save cheetahs from extinction by doing this. And I yeah. agree, they need to do everything they can. Yeah. A lot of these exactly. animals you see that go extinct, it's because of us. It's because of people. Yeah. People are the cause. And we need to do what we can to try to preserve what species we can. All this poaching. And... For the people that come after us. Like, it's not... All I have this... nothing against hunting or anything like that. But there's a difference between hunting for sport and hunting for food. Yeah. Like, the people who go over and big game hunt lions and elephants. No, you're a piece of garbage. Yeah. Like, you're hunting a creature that's already going extinct because you want a trophy on your wall? No, you're a piece of crap. Yeah. Like, you can't hunt animals that are going extinct. And it's become an issue really bad. I do like how some countries are are fighting it, though. Yeah. Uh, and you see it a lot in Africa. A lot of African countries have organizations that actively protect sanctuaries. I mean, don't give me from wrong. Poachers. You can go out and hunt deer go hunt deer all you want ducks and please by all means but i don't need you to go and hunt lions or elephants or rhino like rhinos like what's the point of that you're not even using them for no they're doing it for a trophy you're just doing it to they're doing it for a trophy and a photo yeah and that's stupid so most country cheetah populations are declining uh the exception to this is south africa the cats have run out of space Experts hope that Indian forests will offer those cats space to thrive. Uh, currently, a dozen cheetahs in Africa that are in quarantine and are expected to arrive in India at the Kuno National Park soon. Uh, earlier this month, four cheetahs were captured at reserves in South Africa and flown to Mozambique, where the cheetah population has also drastically declined. Uh, um, some experts are a little bit more cautious, though, uh, stating that there could be cascading and unintended consequences when a new animal is brought to the mix. Uh, For example, a tiger population boom in India led to more conflict with people sharing the same space. Uh, With cheetahs, there are questions about how their presence would affect other carnivores like striped hyenas or even prey like birds. Uh, The eight cheetahs from Nambia will be quarantined at a facility in the National Park and monitored for a month to make sure they're not carrying any pests or diseases. Uh, Then they're going to be released, released into a larger enclosure in the park to help them get used to their new environment. This enclosure does does contain natural prey, such as deer and antelope, uh, which scientists hope they'll learn to hunt and are designed to prevent other predators like bears or leopards from getting in. The cheetahs will be then fitted with tracking collars and released into the national park in about two months. The movement will be tracked routinely, but for the most part, they will be left alone. The reserve is big enough to hold 21 cheetahs, and if they were to establish territories and breed, they could spread to other interconnected grasslands and forests that can house other cheetahs, according to the scientists. There's only one village in the area that resides on the fringes of the park with a few hundred families. Indian officials said that they are to be moved and any livestock lost due to the cheetahs will be compensated. This project is estimated to cost $11.5 million over five years, including $6.3 million that will be paid for by staff, by state, paid for by state-owned Indian oil. See, I don't like that now because you're kicking people out. Of- well, what they're doing is these are people who are living on the fringes of this park. Yeah. Uh, they're giving them the opportunity to move, but they're also compensating them for any livestock that the cheetahs may kill. Yeah. Because these are wild animals. They're they're carnivores. 
Yeah. But I mean, it's it's kind of the same as what we do here when we're building a highway. Yeah. We just take the person's land and pay them for it. You know, yeah. like it, it. At least this way, they're trying to save a species and not just build a, a highway. Yeah. Know? India initially hoped to bring in Asiatic cheetahs. Uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, only a few dozen of those survive in Iran. Uh, and that population is too vulnerable to move them. There are a lot of other obstacles like predators in India, like leopards that may compete with cheetahs. Uh, but most people say it would be better to conserve them now where they are than to put effort in creating <clears throat> new sites. So, dude, I wouldn't want to be on the movement crew. No, God, no. <laughs> it's, it's cool. I hope it works. I mean, you don't want another species like that yeah. going extinct. I'm just saying, I don't want to be on the movement crew for that, though. Right. Nope. Okay. And now we have a little bit of uh, gaming news. We couldn't find a lot today. We Basically, we're just going to give a little bit of information on Modern Warfare 2 that was released over the last week. Uh, sequels coming out in November? Right? Oh, well, no, October. October. October, that's right. It's early. Uh, October 28, 2022. Uh, we'll release on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, S, and PC. Uh, the biggest releases we got this week were a lot of stuff about Warzone. Hopefully it's not a console killer. Uh, for me at least. From a few things that I've seen, um, on Warzone, they do, uh, they are implementing proximity chat. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting because you know how <coughs> trash talking and proximity chat's going to go. Yeah. I know you're camping in there. You're <laughs> camping. Yes, you are. I can see you in the building. <laughs> you know, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, Gulag has been completely revamped. Gulag is now a 2v2 uh, with a random player <laughs> as your temporary <clears throat> teammate. Nice. That's going to be interesting. That's probably uh, that's probably only in team, though. That's probably not in singles. No, it's in all. Yeah. Why would you? The Gulag has been... To, it's only for the Gulag. Once you win your Gulag, you're both thrown back into the world against each other See, again. the Gulag I saw, they were keeping it 1v1. See, I saw all the stuff for 2v2. Mm. Uh, they have taken, uh, the reload cancel that you yeah. could do on the others. That's not in there anymore, but they did give us dolphin diving back don't where you run and then you jump and your guy like belly flops. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is no more slide canceling, so you can't slide and jump up anymore. It's... They took that away, which I'm happy about. I hate slide canceling. It's annoying. Um, Trying to think, because there was a few other things I saw that weren't listed in here. Uh, Warzone Mobile is getting Verdansk. Yep. Which is kind of cool. Well, Warzone Mobile didn't even exist until now. Yeah. Uh, then you have the beta dates. Uh, weekend 1 is PS5. Uh, early access is September 16th and 17th, and then open beta dates are 18th through the 20th. Weekend 2 is Series X and S and Series or PC. Uh, early access being September 22nd and 23rd, and then the open beta dates are, including PS4 and PS5, September 24th through the 26th. Uh, you will get six, v six, six maps like Farm 18, Valderas Museum, and Mercado Las Almas. Uh, alongside the Formula One-style Marina Bay map and a 32v32 ground war map, Seraph Bay. 
As for modes, the beta contains team deathmatch, domination, knockout, prisoner rescue, and invasion. So there's some things to choose from. Yeah. Prisoner rescue is a new game mode, I believe, too. Yes, it is. Uh, I saw some video of people playing it. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, honestly, it looks a lot better than previous Call of Duties. And I heard I haven't I haven't got to watch their full live stream. I, need I haven't either. I, want I, need, to. I need to go back and do that. But I also heard they reworked the uh, original campaign mission they showed us. Good. Which I didn't think it needed to be. Well, I like the idea that they showed it to us, and then when you get in, it's going to be different, so you can't just... Well, they showed it again. Oh, oh, that's weird. Yeah. I might have to go and look. And apparently I've heard it's been reworked, but like I said, I need to watch their live stream and get all the news. That'll probably be in next week's episode. Yeah. Day. Now, there is a, one more thing uh, on this. Uh, there are reports and leaks coming out that 2023 will be Modern Warfare 2, and then Call of Duty will be taking a year off. So yeah. it'll be a Modern Warfare 2 is going to be a two year game, and then the next one will come out in 2025. Yeah. So. Well, we already knew that they were going to. Well, this is all reports and leaks yeah. right now. No official confirmation has come yet. We knew that they had talked about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that it actually. Goes that, goes that way because that'll give them more time to work on. Yeah. Uh, and then our last one, guys, we have a little bit of update on the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Biden has recently warned Putin that if he uses unconventional weapons such as chemical or nuclear weapons, he will face consequences. Yeah. Uh, personally, I don't want us involved in this war. Unless we are directly attacked, we should not be involved in it. Yeah. That being said... If we are to make, not threats, but statements like that that say we will, you will face consequences from us if you use those types of weapons, Well, and, and then we didn't, <clears throat> it would not look good for us. Now, I'm not saying we have to do a full invasion. Biden should have stayed out of that, in my opinion. But I also don't think Russia is going to go that far, I hope. I mean... It wouldn't surprise me coming from Putin, but yeah. you, you never, never know. know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, these comments came as Russian forces were left reeling. Uh, Ukraine has basically been on the offensive for the last few weeks. Uh, they, they pushed Russia out of the north. Yeah. Like, they control the north up to almost the border or at the border in places. Uh, the south southern forces are outnumbered. From what I've read online, the southern forces are outnumbered eight to one. Like Russian forces are outnumbered, uh, and they're not stopping. Ukraine is not stopping. Uh, they recently took back the city of Izium, and some disturbing stuff was found there. Uh, there was a mass grave found with over four hundred and fifty bodies. Uh, this discovery has renewed the focus on holding Russia accountable for the civilian death toll in this war. Uh, investigators say that the discoveries recalled the broad evidence of atrocities by Russian soldiers in towns like Buka near Kiev, uh, but many of the bodies have not been identified, and the causes of death or even how many were civilian and how many were soldiers are not yet known. While the work to clarify how the death occurred in Izium continued, and Antony J. Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, said on Friday that it was vital to push for legal accountability. 
A news conference in Washington, he said it was important that even as the Ukrainians do everything they can to take back the land that's been seized from them by Russia in this aggression, that at the same time, we are, we're all working to build the evidence and to document the atrocities that have been committed. In many instances, these will amount to war crimes, he added. So Russia has been doing indiscriminate attacks on Ukrainian civilians all throughout this war. Uh, among these are devastating strikes on hospitals, private residents, and other targets that have killed thousands. Uh, Russian forces, when they withdrew from Bukha in April, left signs of the atrocities in their wake. Uh, investigators have been building cases for war crimes against them this entire time, but they do face immense challenges. More than six months into the war, there are as many as 20,000 continuing war crime investigations, with multiple countries and international agencies at work, and a high burden of proof to reach a conviction. Uh, in his nightly address on Friday, Zelensky, Ukraine's president, repeated some of what had been found in Izium and said there was evidence of torture and humiliating treatment of people. So some of the stuff that they have found in Izium is soldiers in these graves, that their hands were tied, they were tortured, they were executed. That's not, you don't do stuff like that. Uh, there was evidence one of them had a noose around his neck. Yeah. Like this is this is pretty bad. Uh the Hague in July, representatives from 45 nations including the United States and the European Union countries heard testimony about atrocities and pledged about 20 million to assist the International Criminal Court. Uh Ukraine's prosecuting general and efforts by the United Nations to try Russia for what they've done. However, Russia nor Ukraine is among the court's 123 member nations. Ukraine has granted the court jurisdiction over crimes committed in their territory, though. but with Russia not being part of that court, it's going to be difficult for them to be held accountable. You know? Yeah. Like, we're not talking about a, you know, you're holding a person accountable. You're talking about holding a country accountable. Yeah. Uh, there have been other prominent prosecutions by this court in history. Uh, Slobodan Milosevic uh, Yugoslavia, Charles Taylor of Liberia, Liberia, and Saddam Hussein of Iraq were brought against leaders who were out of power. No sitting president has ever been handed over to an international court. Hmm. Now, they are working to document these the evidence in these areas like Kharkiv, Bukha, uh, Ilium, or Izium. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact name of it. It's not looking like right now they've got a lot of evidence, but it's it's going to be difficult. Yeah, they would have to go after Putin, and to go after Putin, they would have to go after Russia. Russia's not anywhere near handing him over to an international court, and he's a sitting leader. The chances are it's not going to happen. It's unfortunate, but as of right now, the chances are it will not happen. It's it sucks. Yeah. Like, these people are living through a war, and there's not anything that can be done. Like, Russia's killing civilians. They're torturing people. Yeah. And I'm not saying every Russian's doing it. By far, it's not. We'd no. see a lot more if it was. But to the ones that are, I hope that, and I, I hate to say this, I hope Ukraine gets them. I hope yeah. they catch them. Kill them. Whatever. Yeah. But I don't want them to make it back to Russia. Yeah. You know. Well, we know for a fact that it's not all Russians. No, it's not. 
a lot of Russians have actually surrendered because they don't want to be there. Yeah, they don't. They don't care. They you have to care to begin. With. What people have to realize is Russia's military is largely conscript, which means yeah. they are, by all in, all intents and purposes, forced to fight. Yeah, they're not. Oh, hey, you can volunteer like the American military or even drafted. They are conscripted. You have to go. You have to fight. You have barely any training. Yeah, like. They're out of ammo in some areas. And it's it's just... It's not what you would expect. You know? Yeah. From a country that's supposed to be a major country, it's it's not what you expect. But that's really all we have right now, guys. Uh, I just wanted to give a little bit of update on Russia and Ukraine. We, knew, we know we haven't covered it really a lot because it's still yeah. an ongoing thing. Uh, we will try to give some updates if major things happen. This was a big deal because Ukraine has pushed their offensive so far. Yeah. Like, farther than anyone thought they would. And I hope that they manage to continue. I hope that they push out Russia completely out of their country and out of Crimea as well. They probably will. But, guys, that's all I got for them. Hunter, you got anything you want to say? No, not really. I mean... Uh, sorry it was a lighter a uh, little bit lighter of an episode we didn't have a lot day. to go off of today we didn't have a lot of reality to hit you people with um, but we wanted to give you something yeah so guys without anything else hunter you got anything you want to want to add before we you just asked me that like any like plugs or anything well um if you hadn't check out our youtube or twitch uh, I, I'm going to figure out a way to get content on Facebook for you people. Uh, I have not figured out how I want to do that yet, but it is coming probably sometime next year when I figure that out. Once we get it all planned out and set. Yeah. Uh, but check out our Twitch. Don't believe us gaming. YouTube, same thing. Y'all know. TikTok. TikTok. Me and Josh have a TikTok. Uh, I forget what it is, but links are everywhere. Uh, so check us out. We do a lot of stuff. If you have anything you want us to cover, let us know. Uh, if you want any of our opinions on anything, again, let us know. We're not afraid to. Shoot us a message. We don't yeah. mind. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, we'll see you guys later. God bless y'all. And y'all have a good one. This has been your daily dose of reality. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one.